Welcome to the garage. I'm Dan Nichols, and I'm joined, as always, by Brian Sanchez. Say hi, the peoples. Hola. Hey. Feeling Latin today. And the bearded wonder Tim Wesley is also here with us. I'm here. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Hey, you guys. So this one, uh, I'm surprised that we haven't made. Uh, we've made it to what episode 12, 13? This is uh, episode twelve. Episode twelve. Um, without talking about racing in particular. Yeah, like and a whole episode dedicated. I think we've yeah. mentioned yeah. it, but... We've made it three months without talking about three. racing in a very focused manner. We bring it up every once in a while. We do, but this entire episode is going to be about it. Yeah. That's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And we all, we kind of separated these out into kind of what we champion for, the, the types of racing that we like. <laughs> Obviously, there are three of us. There are more than three types of racing. So many. Types. Please go on to Facebook. Let us know what yours is and tell us why we should watch it because, honestly, I'm always looking for something new to watch. Mine yeah. actually came off of the uh, suggestion off of a friend of mine, but we'll get into that yeah. and everything. But kind of the one that I've followed ever since I was a kid, and this is going to be an honorable mention, was Rallycross. Yeah. Um, Rallycross is kind of fun. I, I will maintain, and Tim kind of brought this up too, that is the hardest type of racing. You don't go off of sight. You go off of your co-driver. The only type of racing that we are going to talk about today that you need to have a co-driver. Yeah. <laughs> and the word there is need. Yeah. Need. 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 Want, like, like the course. It's like uh, quickly, but the courses are just so vast, so long. Like they span countries. Yeah, treacherous. Like the, yeah. the need of a co-driver. And let's not, like, oh, this is going to be a tight right turn. No. Right one, followed by crest, 100. Numbered. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, <clears throat> kind of in that same vein, and this is more, this is kind of America's claim to fame with this sort of racing was Rallycross. And Rallycross became so big that Subaru, kind of one of the biggest names in WRC, pulled their factory cars out of WRC to focus on Rallycross. Yeah. Because it was basically rally, but you can see the entire race from a stadium seat. Yeah. So Which is, and it jumps. Yeah, it's, I mean, with with World Rally, obviously, it's over miles and miles and miles. If you're a spectator, Which I still prefer. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely has a, a different feel to it. Um, you know, it's 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 got something. If you're a spectator at the race, you're gonna park, you're gonna camp out on a, like on a hillside of like some road somewhere. Hopefully, you um, can see three turns. And yeah, if you're lucky, <laughs> um, and you'll wait a couple of minutes, and then one car will come screaming by. And then you'll wait a couple yeah. of minutes. And I mean, if it doesn't run into you, because it happens. It does happen. Like, you know, yes. spectators get taken out by cars in this series. Yes. Um, it is by far the dangerous spectator yeah. racing. For and sure. <laughs> it's, it's fairly obvious that Rallycross is made by Americans because it quite literally ends up in a stadium. Yeah. <laughs> the start finish lines are in stadiums. We, oh. we lose attention too quick. Ridiculous. Oh, I, it's half on dirt, half on tarmac. <laughs> it rolls into the stadium and there's a jump. That one of the cars is jumping over one of the other cars. Um, I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all I we, heard Brian say was Americans are lazy. That's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. That's there, all there I heard. Go. Please send your emails about that to Jeez. Brian Sanchez. Um, oh, that was wonderful. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. I mean, you know, it happens. Um, but, I mean, we, we fell in love with this series um, at the X Games when it first started. Yep. There was that moment. Um, I think it, I want to say it was the final 
Um, it may have been like the Maybe second to last heat. I don't know, whatever. It was at the very end yeah. of it. Um, and the two, both of the cars are coming in. And on the very last turn, Travis Pastrana rolls his Subaru. Yes. Rolls it on the last turn. And then but it, it as lands. But as a testament to Subaru. And the balls of Travis Pastrana. Yes. Um, yep. It lands back on its wheels and he drives out of it. Just and crosses it. the Everybody finish line. This. They um, rerun it so many different it times. Is, it is fantastic yeah. uh, from that moment and it was very early in the sport it was the very first major event yeah, I like, think it might have first, been the first if it wasn't it was within that first yeah. year and from from that moment on the sport has had my attention it, it's grasped <laughs> it kind of demands oh it God, at that awesome. point doesn't it super awesome <laughs> and I mean it's, super it's awesome. spawned like tons of like really cool stuff like I yeah. think like rallycross is kind of the reason Ken Block's such a big deal oh yeah yeah I mean that, that's where he got his start that and skill but, well, you know, of course, yeah. So, whatever. but um, kind of in that same vein too, and this is more of a, this is a smaller one because there are only there's a finite amount of places in the world that can it, it can be done at, and that's hill climb. Yeah, uh, Pikes Peak is kind of the big name in that, and again, we us Americans we don't have too terribly much in the in the grand scheme of world racing that we yeah. can call our own, but Pikes Peak is ours. Yeah, that's yeah. very true, and that's kind of the headliner, or at least one of them. Yeah. And uh, that that's kind of fun. But so uh, that's our honorable mentions. Now that we will the, proceed to the, the honorable point. list of mentions. Yes. We will proceed to the point of bitching during this uh, episode <laughs> by we're going to start off. And this is not because any one of us has kind of an endearment to it, but more so about the fact that it is so big in America Huge. that we have we felt the need to talk about. It, and that's NASCAR. Yeah. Which. Let's just start off with the dumb name. National Association of Stock Car Auto Racing. It's either stock car or auto. You don't need both. And <laughs> somebody really wanted those last three letters to be car. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it rolls off the tongue much nicer. Like, NASCAR doesn't work as well, much that, as Well, that's how it sounds I mean, when most how, of their I mean, fans say it. I mean, you got Nisker. a point. You, you definitely got We're a going point. We're going most NASCAR. Yeah. You, you got yourself a point there. <clears throat> you, you see what I'm saying? I don't think I've ever heard what the abbreviation stood for in my life yeah we were we're doing pre-production well, on of, this they and, kind of stay away from it because they know it sounds dumb i mean it, it, <laughs> again, it is what it is you the can fans obviously... <laughs> are yeah. not going to pay attention long enough to get through that entire sentence yeah you can nat e on uh, ak oh that's uh, mean. In, uh, okay we're done i just alluded to it <laughs> we're dan done. went right yeah, in. He yeah. in you can obviously tell which one of us likes nascar the most out of this group and that's that not to say that i like nascar <laughs> but i can see the appeal of it um you know the you know story what I love about nascar though was that <laughs> is its beginnings it's yeah. yeah the origin of nascar it really i mean at, at this point any person who's probably listening to this show is into cars you know the story but yeah. Obviously, starts with bootleggers during Prohibition, yep. you know, hot rodding their cars to outrun law enforcement. Yes. And it's, I mean, together the, for purest, bragging rights. the purest form of my car is better than yours and I'll fight you over it. <laughs> yeah. You know, they meet up on beaches in Florida. Daytona, obviously, where is Daytona where it starts. Came from? And in 1948, the first official NASCAR event in Daytona. Yep. And it's just 
taken off since there. And I, I mean, love the fact that there was like, you know, the during NASCAR in its early years, they're like, oh, well, you need to have a roll cage. So dudes are like, oh, okay, I'll get a roll cage. And they show up and the, you know, the uh, scrutineers are looking at it and going, yeah, that looks like a roll cage. But what it is, is it's painted wood. Yeah. Because wood is lighter than metal. Yeah. And so that they use that. And it's just, uh, they're, they're just old Ford business coops that are being raced. It's just run what you brung. It, it's very grassroots. It's very, the, the, the run what you brung, which you just said, is, is something that obviously is not the norm in NASCAR anymore. Absolutely. Um, but a lot of the appeal of NASCAR plays on that nostalgic aspect of that. And mm. that's one aspect that I understand. Yep. Um, biggest criticism of the, the series stadium of the fans have three teeth, hundred thousand people. I mean, <laughs> and like three teeth, you know, <laughs> come on, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. Man, I'm really I know trying. Brian's so serious. He's like, I'm, I'm going to get through well, this. Well, cause I, I mean, cause I feel it's worth talking about. Like no, it's I absolutely, really do. I'm with you, man. And I, and I want to take it somewhat seriously. I mean, but the biggest criticism that most people have of the sport and I share this criticism the races are too long. They're way too long. But uh, before we get to that, let me just say it like this, okay? NASCAR for me is like baseball. Going to a baseball game is fun. Like there's like events and things that you can do and all that in between, you know, the like five minutes of actual game playing during the yeah. three hours that you're there. It's, it's kind of fun. NASCAR is much the same way. Over the course of the seven hours and 500 laps that you're watching, there's stuff to do. You're hanging out with your friends and all that. Watching it on TV, if I'm going to watch it by very just because I'm a spiteful bitch, uh, I don't watch it. But if I do, I watch the last 10 minutes. The yeah. last five laps is all I need. And it did because I, it loses, I lose my attention. Do you guys American. remember Pitcher and Pitcher? Yes. No, on televisions specifically because I don't think televisions come with picture and picture anymore. Wish they did. Oh yes, 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 yes. picture and picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. picture and picture. Yeah, I believe that would be the only way I could watch NASCAR is yeah. in the top right hand corner, <laughs> tiny little thing while I'm doing other stuff. What and yeah, Tim with his beard would be watching American Loggers and the big one, and then picture and picture would be NASCAR. <laughs> I actually don't like that show. <laughs> swamp, swamp people. No. Swamp people? No. Like Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Absolutely not. Huh. I mean, I, yeah. I think you might. It, it, it does protest too much. It is what it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> but what I, what I, what we all kind of agreed on, it, it kind of in the room, and I think that this is going to be kind of, uh, other than the absolute diehard fans. Hi, Dave Sanchez. Yeah. The the thing is, <laughs> my is, brother Never is heard. Yeah, no, he's very much into NASCAR. I think that it should be boiled down to kind of what they do, like the Budweiser shootout, the or shootout, whatever, yeah. shootout, or whatever they call. It. It's like twenty-five laps between thirty guys or fifteen yeah. guys or whatever. Yeah, that should be it. Have well, a couple heats throughout the day, and this is modeled after my favorite. Well, on that, yeah. like the yeah, Budweiser okay. shootout. I wanna, right? yeah, I, I wanna, I wanna talk when about Brian, it, so. Brian, when you brought that up earlier, I'd never heard of that. Right? I, I think of yeah. NASCAR. I just think of the drone main race, five hundred laps. Man, this is yeah. excruciating. But that, that was like, yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, I mean, Absolutely. like the the folks that run it, they obviously know that they're 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 in a market now where people want things quicker. 
Um, and they need to drum up more excitement in the racing. So I will definitely give them credit. Over the last like five years or so, mm-hmm. they've instituted things like the actual playoffs series where yeah. uh, the last, I think it's like 10 or 12 races or something like that at the end of the year, like the points for the top ranked drivers reset. And you have every week four cars get eliminated until the last race of the season to crown a champion. Because it was getting to a point where uh, a driver would be crowned champion with like six races to go. So at that yeah. point, like what do people have to tune in Just for? Over, you know? yeah. Things like that. Uh, the stage racing that they implemented, I think it was last year, is one that I think is a huge step in the right direction. Instead of having, I mean, like you still have the main race winner and it's like the end of the whole thing, but you have like the first 50 laps, I think it is, is stage one. And then um, whoever's in first place at the end of that first stage gets championship points. Yeah. And then you have a second stage, which is another group of race of laps, another one, and then you have the end of the race. So yeah. it, it creates more urgency throughout the race. There's more like, of that like last 10 laps because that's just like what yeah. you said. Yeah. Most people just want to tune in for the first 10 laps and the last 10 laps because that's where all the excitement is yep. because as many people say, you don't watch boxing for the sport of boxing. You watch it to watch someone get beat up. Yeah. Most people watch NASCAR not for the racing but for the wrecks. And yes. when that comes... Which you can see it on a highlight reel. Yeah. That, that urgency comes at the end of a race when there's like 12 laps to go and I'm in seventh and I have a chance to get to first. Yeah. But, but I got to push three dudes out of my way first. But that, rules should, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Rules should not be the reason why your racing championship has become more interesting. Correct. The racing should be why your racing championship is more interesting. Correct. I don't think, and it's never going to change. There's just too much money in it. The namesakes alone. Yeah, but I, th- I think they're on the, they're, I think they're on the right path. I like the, the one thing I like the most about NASCAR is that the regulations and the cars make them all the same, and so it is the driver and the strategy of the team that gets them to the win. I like that. Not I, enough no. to draw my interest away from the other race series that we will talk about yeah. now, because I feel like at this point. We've covered NASCAR. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. It's getting better, but it's not quite there yet. But For you me. know what? If you want to watch that style of racing, cars that you can see on the road, not just the fiberglass shells that cover this, it. I want to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about cars that are actually factory-backed, factory fascia'd cars that have functional taillights and functional headlights, and that's Australian supercar. It's very similar to NASCAR in that it started from a sort of grassroots sort of thing, not so much with bootlegging and all that, and I won't go into the minutiae of it all. But in 1997, the Australian V8 Supercar Series began. They, this was Ford and Holden going head-to-head to see who's better. Now, since that time, you've had other car makers like Volvo and Mercedes and Nissan have come in with their own variants. And here's the thing, guys. It's not just this fiberglass shell with stickers that make it look like a Camaro or make it look like a Fusion. It is actually a Holden Commodore. It is actually a Nissan Altima. It is actually a Volvo S60. It actually has to have the body paneling. It has to look that way. Are they still tube chassis cars? Yeah. 
they have the floor pans. They have a little bit of the frame runners from the unibody frame, sure. But the the there are roll cages in because let's face it, you can't do this hardcore racing, wheel to wheel racing over thirty laps, which means that they're thirty to forty laps, however long the track is, it changes. But you can't have that gives that sense of urgency to get out in front because you only have thirty laps in this heat, and there's two heats per day. Each one is pretty much its own separate race. And it all really started, I forget who it was. I think I got like tickets for free from someone for Australian Supercar when it came to Coda. And it was the coolest thing that I'd ever seen. Because they ran for 30 laps around Coda, pulled into the pits. They rested for about an hour. And then they lined up to do it again. And it was treated as its own separate race. There yeah. were winners from each one of those races, and then there was a winner f- for the uh, for the day, and it was it was just so cool. It, and NASCAR, they pretty much all have the exact same engine, exact same displacement, uh, exact same wet sump, exact same carburetor, exact same this, exact same that. Mercedes was able to run their flat plane crank V8 with a dry sump. Whereas Holden was able to use their LS-based GM, Holden is a GM subsidiary, they were able to run a variant of the LS series engine. So when the cars are driving by, you can very clearly hear a difference difference in the engine. So yes, it is about the driver, but it's also about the manufacturer and what they're able to create. Yeah. Nowadays, the manufacturer, there might as well not be a sticker on it displaying a manufacturer name because it doesn't freaking matter. Yeah. There's no way you're getting your Toyota Camry with the engine that's inside of a NASCAR. Yeah. Much less a Camaro. It yeah. doesn't matter. You're yeah. not getting that. That's no. like what I, that's the point I want to touch on about it is because like, man, like w- there are cool cars out there, right? Yeah. Those cars that they choose for the like platform of the, those the vehicles. Air quotes were there, by the way. Yeah. 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 Platform. Not that. No, it's not. Like, Absolutely a, not. No, a camera in, in NASCAR. In NASCAR. In NASCAR. The NASCAR. We'll loop right back around yeah. to Aussie, but I, I mean, come on, dude. There's no way like you put a, a Monte Carlo up against a, a Camry, and that's going to match up right. No, that's it's, not a thing. Not. No, absolutely not. But the overall measurements, designs, and everything from the Holden Commodore that's in Australian Supercar and the one that's parked in the parking lot are going to be very much the same. Obviously, there are spoilers, and there are yep. side skirts, and there are front splitters, and there's a whole bunch of different things. But the thing is, they have to have functional headlights. They have to have functional Functional headlights. Functional. Actual light-up headlights, yeah. not a sticker. <laughs> um, but there's one glaring difference that makes it a whole bunch more interesting than NASCAR. NASCAR has about two to three road courses each year. Australian Supercar, every single one of their tracks, they make left turns and right turns. It's a road course. Every and it the Adelaide and um oh god um uh, Bathurst Bathurst, uh these are wonderful tracks. Yeah, and there's actually been some F1 years that they've gone to Adelaide. And they've yeah. they've ran it. It, it, it they're magnificent tracks because Australia's got a lot of space. Yeah. yeah, and so they they've got that. And I'm taking up a whole bunch of time. Yeah, no, but but, but you're you're fine though because to be honest with you, like 
it was about a year ago when you first told me about this series. Mm-hmm. And now I, I don't get to follow this as closely as I'd like to. I don't spend a ton of time watching racing series and I mean, TV in general, to be completely honest. Other with you. than yours. Um, but, <laughs> right. and that's okay. Fair. Um, but I have fallen in love with this series. I think it is fantastic. It is one of the most compelling series to watch. Yes. The racing like and that's for me it's that's that's what I like about mm-hmm. watching racing is the the positioning that the that the drivers put their cars in to make these moves at the yep. right time on these courses like it, it's and they can't the wait strategy, 20 laps to do and it and there's an urgency about it like yeah. they don't have another 70 laps to go so maybe we'll do it now maybe after the next two pit stops let's like see no this, this gotta happen now next, let's see if there's a wreck here in the next few laps and maybe we can make up yeah them. no no you do it you gotta now happen you don't do it now um there's Australian supercars kind of planning in NASCAR there is because you because you like in NASCAR um, that's more there's, boring. There's rule. There's yes. rules that allow you, like, if you're a lap down, if you're like the lead car on the lap down, when the caution comes out, you get a free pass to jump up to the lead lap now. At this point, and like, yeah, like there's, there's all done. kinds of stuff like that. Like, which for strategy wise, like, there's it, it makes it way more complex than most people realize. But it's for me, it doesn't make for good no television. Wait, for I'm me, the good television is. There's these drivers yeah. have this incredibly difficult course to get around, and these these cars are on the edge of what is possible for them. Yeah. And at any moment, any one of them could spin off and be done. Like, and they ha- they have the the skill to get these cars around so fast and with such precision. It's it's amazing to watch, and that's what I like yeah. about racing. That's yeah. you know, yeah. You were talking about an Australian supercar there. You Correct. Talking, okay. Just Correct. <laughs> Correct. The I drifted off. You started no, no, talking about no, NASCAR again, no, and I and no, I there's, there's, out. there's no precision when it comes to NASCAR, as, no. as everyone knows. Like it's the cars the difference bounce between around a like crazy, which and is, a hammer. I mean, it's it's and it's it's crazy to watch too. That's a completely different skill set. I'm yep. not saying that NASCAR drivers are not skilled drivers because no, they it, have the guy. I'm not going to be so crazy instincts. Yeah, I'm not saying that it, I'm not going to be so obtuse and say, oh, it's only left hand turns and anybody can do it. Yeah. That's not it at all. I'm yeah. not saying that. There's no. drafting, there's this, there's that. There's a lot of skill. It is just so very boring to watch somebody be so talented. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't understand it. <laughs> but Brian, let's move on to yours. Yeah. What is yours? And I actually think that this might be the oldest of the uh, racing series, at least in its inception. Yeah, that we're going to talk about the like I, I, it. It is the oldest like official, um, but so when we well, the things that I like about the Australian Supercar Series just get amplified even farther in my favorite series, which is Formula One. It's not a big secret. I think I've said this a couple of times couple on the times. show, but Formula One Wait, is what? yeah, <laughs> Formula One is my preferred racing series for everything that we had just said. It gets amplified by a thousand because at this point. The, the the auto the, the manufacturers that are running in this series are the top tier of supercars. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren. Lamborghini's like, not there. You know, Lamborghini is not there. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I don't know if Lamborghini I would love to see a Lamborghini F one team though. I, I absolutely but would. McLaren's there well, and an I do Audi, love McLaren. An Audi one would be yeah. the oh, one Audi, to do. Yeah. Like and that's my my favorite cars are Audis, like yeah. the R eights and things like that. So I would love to see an Audi F1 team, but um, I, um, I, I, I don't know. It's just everything gets amplified. The margin for error 
is so fine. Yes. Like there is no margin for error when it comes to Formula One. Yeah, there's no kissing a bumper. No, oh, no, no. It's one. not. <laughs> yeah, those cars fall apart if yeah. they touch. Yeah. They, their engines have to be preheated before they are started yeah. because there are such fine tolerances yeah. inside of that there, engine. There are systems that run hot water through tubes around the engine to, to warm it up yeah. in the pits before. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's not going. I mean, like, so, I mean, it's, 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 it's in it's I keep saying it's it's remarkable. It's that's the word I'm looking for. It's remarkable to see what these machines do, what these teams do with right. the the edge of like the the top technology well, they have. This is kind of the only sanctioning body uh, that there still exists a little bit of margin for like in, in NASCAR and I, it it feels like we're bashing on NASCAR but it's the same thing with Australian supercar like the design is very limited. Yeah. But uh the shark fin you were talking about in last year's series. Yeah. Like they, they showed up with this design characteristic that made cars faster that weren't necessarily legal, but they weren't illegal was, either. Exactly. So the the way the rules are in Formula One, um, I'm sorry. Did I cut you <laughs> off? No, it's, it's losing his mind. It's just funny, man. It, yeah. It's one of those things that's literally like, so you didn't tell me I couldn't do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. They asked Exactly. Forgiveness rather than permission. It's, it's what it's yeah. what happened. Um, it, the way the way the rules are, the F, the FIA, the governing body, um, of Formula One with the rules and regulations, they put out specific like specs and and guidelines and for the for the vehicles. But the designs, the designers on these teams have pretty much the run to work within these ranges to figure out what works best for them. Right. Right. And so last year, the like body shapes of the cars and everything was determined. Yeah. But there was essentially like a panel that looks like a shark fin on the back half of the, of the car Yeah. that a lot of teams found that if they extended it and made it longer, it would add more stability to the car and have in turn better aerodynamics and they could reach higher top speeds and have better control. And, only about half the teams did it. Yeah. And then half, like, those teams, like, they had, like, two different designs. So it wasn't even, like, a uniform thing. Right. And they kind of showed up to the last, um, like, training practice sessions before the se- the season started where they <laughs> yeah. had to, like, basically do, like, the final <laughs> designs of what we're running. And the FIA was like, what is this? What? And... There, they're it was just sitting there huge... going, what? Exactly. And <laughs> Oh, yeah, you play dumb. You play dumb like, immediately. What? Honestly, you didn't say that, that I couldn't it do wasn't, that. It wasn't even a play dumb. It was look. You never said we couldn't do this. Oh yeah. Like, and that's yeah. that's the edge of, of everything that they were trying to do. They want to make every single stitched like effort to gain an edge. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like a story that a, a little anecdotal story. When when I was about seven years old, I grabbed a shovel out of my dad's uh, out of the garage. Where is this going? Okay. And I went into the backyard and I dug a hole for no reason. My dad came home and said what the hell are you doing? And I looked at him and said, well, you couldn't, you told me, you never told me that I couldn't do oh, yeah. the hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Like we like, well, we wanted to. Yeah. And you didn't say that it wasn't okay. So, so we did. Yeah. Seven <laughs> Story starts seven-year-old Dan. So I grabbed a shovel. Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. Yeah. It makes so much sense. Did the same thing. My mom was very upset. <laughs> yeah. Again, you didn't tell me I couldn't. The dog does it. It's like, come on. I thought, I thought it was okay. I derailed your I thought thought process. Okay. No, it's, it's all good. Um, <laughs> I want. I, I, yeah. I got some things to talk about F one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian's a huge fan. Brian talks about it a lot, and it's great because it's not. A, I don't have a ton of knowledge 
especially as to what Brian does. But one thing about F1 that you can absolutely just look at and admire is open wheel racing. Yeah. That yeah. alone, none of none of the other things we're going to cover, even including mine, is that. Yeah. And that's the first, first the start of racing because cars used to be open wheel. Yeah. So the the first time it <laughs> The uh, there's a I forget what it is, but it's a saying that a car racing started the day after the creation of the car. Yeah, of course. And the when cars were first designed and built, they were open wheel, so they raced them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, think about it. When in a time when you can't just make a different engine to make more horsepower, what do you do? You strip weight. the car. Yep. Yeah. You shed and that's weight, essentially, and that includes flares. Essentially, what they did. I mean. The, the origins of Formula One could not be any farther and different from pretty much all of the other racing series it on this list. It started as a rich boys club. This is a rich person's sport. Yep. Um, there, was a, there was a movie. What was it? It was with Nicky Lauda and um, the- It's called the, Rush. 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 Oh, yeah. That's Please a good watch movie. it. It was so oh, my good. God, fantastic. And, it, and it kind of fed oh, in and really showed movie. you- kind of the back end of it and how it was a rich boys club and still is. Yeah. It started and off that was as, in the late sixties. Yeah. Um, but even, even farther, I mean like you, you can really trace the origins of formula one because the series started in 1950, the actual formula one series, right. but grand prix racing of this style. I mean, as, as far back as there has been cars, yeah. Uh, the richest of the rich have been, have poured as much money as they can. They hired the best mechanics and the best drivers to well, drive and it started off, things. they did their own driving. And yeah, a lot of them did. The, yeah, most of them did their own driving rides. They were like, oh, well, I'm just going to bring in somebody who's a professional a, race yeah. car driver and he's going to beat you and I get to brag about it. Yeah. So <laughs> the a lot, origins I mean, could not be different. a lot of racings that now, which yeah. is kind of like, yeah, yeah. But and what it does allude to or what it does create is the biggest because I'm I'm not so much a fanboy that I can't be critical of and I can see the problems. Yeah. The biggest problem in Formula One is that Halo. essentially, well, I mean, okay. that's the, <laughs> the Halo and the thing. It's for safety. It, I, we can uh, yeah, touch on that yeah, for yeah, a second. Yeah. But the biggest problem with Formula One is the competitive nature of it. Because as much as I would love to say that any team that shows up has a chance, there's, really, there's really just three. And honestly, yeah. you could even make a case that there's really only two. Yeah. Two teams. Uh, each team has two cars. And of those four cars of those two teams, there's really only two drivers that have a realistic chance to right. win the championship. And yeah. that is Sebastian Vettel from Ferrari and Lewis Hamilton from Mercedes. Yeah. That's it. That's there's it. 20 cars out there, but really for the win, there's only two. Yeah. Occasionally Daniel Ricardo from Red Bull can, st and, and Max can Verstappen squeeze can squeeze in there. And that's the third team is the Red Bull team. Yeah. But that's really weird. it's, 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 Ferrari and Mercedes. And Red Bull dumps in a whole bunch of money. Oh yeah, they, they do. Really Man, do they've gotten their motors, so motors much better in the and last that, couple of years. And that's and that kind of is a testament to it is that Red Bull's dumping in so much money into R and D and driver and training and this and that. Yeah, they've got two and they great drivers. Still can barely hold a torch to Ferrari, who's been at it since it began. Yeah, <laughs> forever. You know, you know? Uh, it's. And I, the one the one thing that I wanted to talk about F one, and this is a, again, this is something different than really any other motorsport out there, um, is that every few years they change up engine regulation. It started off yeah. as V twelves, and then they came out one year and said, "Oh, by the way, you can only run V tens this year. Yep. Oh, your displacement has to be this now instead of that." 
And most recently, they came out, you know, this was about 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. They said, now you can only run V8s. And this keeps the manufacturers on their toes. Now they're sitting there, and there was talks a few years back of them saying, okay, you can only run V6s, but you can use forced induction. And it it keeps the these teams on their toes because they can't sit there and perfect their engine over the course of fifty years. Yeah, they have to start from scratch because the F one engines. There's nothing out there that you can buy a kit for. There's nowhere out there that you can go and pull an yeah. engine out of a car well, and make an F one car. Ca- case in point, actually, I mean, so you have like three big the the two big manufacturers, Ferrari and Mercedes, um, and McLaren is the other one, like the big name manufacturer. Um, Every single one of the cars on the series is they're getting engines from one of those teams or from one of those manufacturers. They're running like the Haas team, which is the only team that's from America runs Ferrari engines. Um, McLaren, I think actually doesn't even run McLaren engines. They run Honda engines. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think I, I I may, I think, I think they may have a new supplier this year. I'm not 100% maybe, sure. Maybe, like, but, that's but they funny. were running Honda engines last year. Yeah. And it was a big thing because they, yeah. were, they, were, they were like garbage. What? It was, yeah. Um, they, but were they were supplying engines to other teams? Yeah. So that's so well, like. Okay, so McLaren was so like, providing their the engines Bull, to other teams, I but they s- weren't using their own. Uh, uh, Correct. My head hurts. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nobody was running McLaren engines. Like oh, McLaren okay. was in uh, it running uh, Honda uh, engines. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. My bad. This makes me feel stupid. Why? <laughs> because because they do them better, and the rules allow the rules allow partnerships between yeah. teams. Because the teams aren't um, not not all the teams are a manufacturer. Like some of them are um, uh, like private teams, like Haas. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a Force India as well, things like that. Um, and they can partner with the bigger manufacturers to get some parts, um, but they can't. They, there's a limit to what they can get. It's usually powertrain stuff like the engines the the drivetrain and some suspension stuff but um that's it but Crazy. you'd have to because if if that wasn't allowed there would only be three teams that's true i mean yeah. I, like, I absolutely understand so that. that kind of a thing um but we've gone on way way longer on formula <laughs> one than than you know i wanted to talk about the, the addition of the halo which is a safety feature on the car that's putting yeah. a a roll essentially like a roll cage look it uh, up it's because just look it up. in it 2015 a driver passed away after a wreck and which and is it's, never a good idea you know which so like there's good. a lot of things that they change because of safety I understand that I want drivers to be safe, but there are things that they're doing that I think are weird. But at least they are willing to change rules and regulations and stuff in the middle of a season. Yep. Because they changed the qualifying two years ago and they ran it for three races and they were like, nope, this is dumb. The fans hate it. We're changing it back. Yeah. They listen to the fans. So, and the for that, I applaud club, them. The Rich Boys Club listens to the peons. Yeah. For that, I applaud them. <laughs> but so. let's talk about something that's pretty much uh, dominated by Yabos. Tim? Oh, it's fair. But, uh, <laughs> it, it, it is. is. Fair. I, I, wow, I didn't you... say it was a bad thing. So uh, this is going back grassroots, right? So we kind of started talking about grassroots and, and how both NASCAR and Aussie kind of cover that, um, or at least had kind of humble beginnings in it. Um, not a lot not a lot goes on in comparison to the last three, right? We're talking about Formula D, right? Drifting. Uh, I've talked about drifting a couple times. I always at least try to edge in one drift car, <laughs> a drift reference every episode. Yeah. But uh, Formula D is pretty cool, man. Um, started in 2003 as uh, something that two dudes were just like, hey, they have this in Japan. 
let's uh let's bring it over here and let's start a competition because we're americans and we do that (laughs) (laughs) so 2003 at at the uh, japanese um, d1 grand prix they had an exhibition with some drivers that they knew because again grassroots and from there 2004 at sema 2003 they actually announced that they were going to start the series which is F U I not Tony Angelo was one of those. And I imagine too, because he's he's old school drifting. Yep. Yeah. But uh it's it's a cool sport. It started uh small. There's six rounds, then seven rounds, then ten. Now we're at a, a thirty two round bracket That's system. Yeah. Nuts. Drifting's cool too, man. Like grassroots. It's still grassroots. They yep. buy cars, they strip them, gut them, do what they need to do with them, put the safety features yep. that are required by the sport on there. And it they're this is kind of the last, like we're, we we kept uh, we keep on harping on the grassroots thing. The thing is, is that NASCAR doesn't do this. Aussie supercar really doesn't do it. F1 definitely, definitely doesn't, doesn't do, do it. it. Formula Drift, you could show up at a, you know, some of the bigger names like LA or off on the East Coast. There are a couple, there are a few here in the third coast that you show up to one of these run what you brung, you know, uh, track days. And if you're good enough, you could actually get brush some elbows with a sponsor that is in drift. Mm-hmm. Now, is that going to happen a lot? No, but there have been very recently. What's the name of the guy? Ryan Literal. Like he's he's you know just a few years ago was a nobody. Mm-hmm. I mean he's he's, go- he's always kind of been in the scene, but I don't think he had like a good program behind him. And now he does. Yep, and that's excellent. Sorry, please. Oh no, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's awesome. Like I, I love that dude; he's funny. But uh, it's it is a it's a thing where like it's not like F one where there's a team and they're like exchanging parts. It's like literally a, the driver he's got backing from sponsors, of course. But in some cases, they don't have sponsors for cars, so it's literally yeah. like he buys a car, buys a chassis, usually. Yeah. Him and like he probably knows somebody who runs a shop. They strip it down, build yep. it up with all the specs get out there and rip it yep yeah drifting's and, a crazy sport man and every single love, one of the it. ones that we've talked about previously even wrc and rallycross they have very specific limitations on the engine some are more loose than others in drift there is none there are four cylinders that go up against now a v12 because there's a lamborghini in the mix it's it's gotten a lot different because uh somebody used to run an AE, ae86 but that yeah. that ain't gonna make it anymore it's just not no. not powerful enough but in theory you could there's could. not a rule that says you can't yeah uh there's a uh driftworks there's a a series it's like a formula d series in europe uh dude runs an ls powered ae86 and that it the the l and this is kind of where we as Americans kind of took a foothold. If you look at a, a, a very vast majority, and me as a Chevy guy, I beam with pride on this. The vast majority of the cars that are out there right now are running LS based engines. Yeah. yeah. Tons of drift for tons and of drift cars. It's like the, the platform. there are Corvettes that have LSs, obviously. There are Toyotas. There is a 370z that i've seen that has an lsx in it mm-hmm. and they're forced induced they're na they're this there's an uh, nitrous there's this it, it there's no limit most of them run it. most of them run juice because it's seriously like you just need that extra little punch in between a turbo it. lag and, um, and dude, it's excellent do do you get teams um from like the actual manufacturers like sponsored teams or is this really like so, more independent it is it is kind of sponsored as far as like teams so you'll see people that are running the same sponsors but it is more independent than you'd think like 
there are people who are like I'm on the same like sponsor as this person, but it's not really a team. It's mostly like we have we share sponsors. Okay. So kind like, of the so, only like team. so there's not like a Nissan team no. or no. like things like that. Like that's but that's sort of there is kind of coming from F1 the biggest tippy top of the whole racing world all the way down to the biggest grassroots bottom of the barrel money wise Red Bull yep. they sponsor everyone from the top yeah. all the way down they're in Australian supercar I think they might even be in NASCAR I know they're in rally yep and they're in rally cross I think and they are hill in NASCAR. they're everywhere and there are they're killing a, there's it. like two or three Red Bull sponsored teams in Formula Drift, aren't yeah, they? and I it is it is something. Of course, when you're on Red Bull, you're on Red Bull. So, but there are a yeah. couple of them. So, yeah, I, yeah. I think one of them is a Viper. Rockstar. Do I? I think one of them was a Viper. Oh, oh yeah. There's a there's a there's a Viper. Uh, there, it's so cool to watch. You know, an S13 go up against a Viper that goes up against the monster. Uh, uh, what's his name? Well, Von Gittin Jr.'s uh, Mustang. Mustang. That RTR. Yeah. Mustang. The RTR Mustang, which is a uh, homebrew sort of uh, sort of design and everything and he sells those now yeah and then it goes up against the uh the monster energy uh lamborghini gallardo it's it's or not so gallardo nuts, i'm sorry man. murcielago so another thing the I, big bad one V12. another thing that i think's really cool about drifting as far as and especially like deep like fd stuff mm-hmm. is that these people as they are professional drivers right that's what they do for a living yeah they still go out and just shred like they have expi- ex you know um, exhibition exhibition events where they just like uh, grid life yes. road Atlanta they just go out and shred yeah. and like and they promote for themselves yep. but also for the sport for the in general sport. yeah grassroots so like uh, one thing I, that when we initially had this conversation a couple weeks ago um, that kind of sparked this it made me think of something we were talking about NASCAR is that as NASCAR started in grassroots but is no longer there. I watch a lot of like kids building drift cars on on YouTube, right? Because yep. we do that. We watch builds, and uh, I honestly think that drifting and like the grassroots aspect of it is eating NASCAR's lunch for like future Absolutely. fans. Absolutely, there's yeah. there are very few, you know, 13, 14 year olds out right now that know about drift and NASCAR that say, "Oh well, I want to be a NASCAR driver." Because it's not I'm, cool. Because it's not cool. It's not. It's not what everybody's talking about. If you're a car yeah. kid in high school, you're probably talking about drift. Probably. You just. You just, at least in America, you are. Yeah. But we are running a bit long on time there. Do we have any final thoughts? Um. Well, then I'll turn it to the uh, to the listenership. If we didn't talk about your favorite uh, racing, please feel free to light us up on Facebook and tell us how big of idiots we are. But until that time, I am Dan Nichols. I'm Brian Sanchez. Tim Wesley. Now get out of my garage.